0: cadence doesn't matter heel strike, forefoot strike, midfoot strike, ah, really doesn't matter. Overstriding versus landing with your with your feet underneath you, not overstriding, that's what matters. Episode 673 of Dizrun's Radio is a quick tip episode. Today's quick tip, does your cadence really matter? All right, guys, settle in. Settle in. It might get a little uh, controversial today. We'll we'll see what happens. I've got uh, some strong feelings on the subject, and we will get there in just a second. But first, I want to take a second and thank a couple of folks who, uh, in the last the last month, in the in the craziness around the holidays and things like that, uh, navigated through the iTunes Apple Podcasts uh, algorithm and. Uh, Left left a review for the show, uh, which is certainly appreciated. As it, it more and more people have been finding the show, whenever somebody reaches out to me or, or says they just started listening to the podcast on social media or whatever, I always ask them how how they found it. And and sometimes you know, about, probably about fifty fifty, about fifty fifty percent of the time, it's uh, a review, you know, a, a recommendation, one of you guys tells somebody else about the show which is obviously very much appreciated you blog about it you share about it on social media whatever those types of things are are huge to help out and help people to to find out that uh that that this podcast exists and the more ears that uh you know tune in every week the more opportunities that uh, present and there's there's some things that are presenting so uh thank you guys for for doing that and the other kind of 50 percent of the way uh or you know the vehicle that the other 50% of people tend to find the show uh, is from just browsing through iTunes, which um, is not something that I do very often. I usually go the the recommendation route. I'll hear somebody talk about a podcast or I'll hear uh, a, you know, a podcast host that's being interviewed on another podcast that I listen to and then i will go find out that show. Um, but apparently... Uh, yeah, I, the way that I do it isn't the way that everybody does it. Surprise, surprise. A lot of people find the show via searching through their podcast app for, you know, running, running podcasts, something like that. And the more reviews that the show gets, especially in, in iTunes, but in Google Play, Stitcher, all those things, you know, still, still apply. Um, the more likely it is that the show, you know, kind of, the, the cream starts to rise to the top starts to be towards the top of those those search listings. so instead of having to you know find me at at seventy four on iTunes, which I, I'm making up numbers, I don't know where where I'm at if you type in running, but maybe I'm in the top ten or the top five or something like that uh, which just makes it you know more people give it a chance and and hopefully, they like it. So if you're giving the show a chance today, thank you. Hope you all stay tuned and uh, get something out of it. It's going to be, like I said, it's going to be a little uh, controversial maybe. Uh, but do want to share a couple of reviews. Long, long-winded way of saying, got a couple of reviews of late. Uh, and, and I do want to thank some folks for for doing that. So uh, great podcast, five stars from ELH739. Says Denny is a great guy in general, but his podcast is so fun, informative, and the energy is awesome. A total Win, win, win! Give it a listen, guys. Uh, it will brighten your day and help your run go faster. So, thanks, thanks, Elh. Certainly uh, appreciate that. Appreciate the uh, the kind words and. Uh I'm glad that it's a win-win-win. That's that's certainly always always the goal is to create wins for uh, for everybody. So glad that it's it's working for you. And uh, the the second review today comes from uh, G Purtle says Denny is excellent five stars. I accidentally found Denny's show while browsing for an informative running podcast. I tried a couple of others before this one, but they weren't engaging. I was instantly hooked after hearing the first 10 minutes of Diz Runs. Excellent podcast with great tips, Q&As, and interesting guests. Thanks, Denny, for a great podcast. Well, so thanks, uh, thanks, Greg. I know that that's, that's you. Uh, appreciate you uh, taking the time. And and uh, there we go. I mean, people looking for browsing for running podcasts, tried a couple, um, and settled on this one. Settled on this one. Woo! Thank you for that, uh, Greg. Certainly appreciate it. But uh, you know the way that people find those shows when they're browsing, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of factors and Apple doesn't really tell us all of them. Uh, I'm not going to pretend that they do, but certainly reviews and consistent reviews coming in, um, you know, a few here, a few there helps because it helps Apple to kind of figure that more people are finding the show than they're leaving reviews. Um, and, and let's, let's push it to the, to the top because they want to serve the the best podcasts available. I don't know that I'm in the best category yet, but hopefully if if nothing else, just persistence, right? At, at six hundred and seventy three episodes, uh, it may not be great, but at least I don't I don't give up, <laughs> I don't quit. Uh, so here we are. So thanks, Greg. Thanks, ELH for the the reviews, much appreciated. And uh, everybody who's left reviews in the past four and a half years, because um, there's definitely reviews from four and a half years ago. Thank you for for doing that. Thank you for still listening, for sticking by, and continuing to help and, and promote the show. Uh, and here we are, touching five minutes before we get into the content. So uh, sorry for the the long drawn out. Uh, Intro today. Let's uh, let's get to the discussion, shall we? So uh, a few days ago, earlier earlier this week, as this episode gets released, um, Eric Dieter, my friend Eric Dieter, uh, who I knew in a prior life before we, we kind of reconnected in the running life, um, he posted a, an article from Runner's World uh, in the in the Facebook group, which you can get to at uh, disruns.com slash Facebook. If you haven't joined the the tribe yet, we'd love to have you in there. Uh, and it was an article. Uh, like I said, from Runner's World about cadence, and and I believe the title was "How much does cadence really matter?" And I actually read the article, and it was like a lot of Runner's World articles these days—pretty basic, uh, nothing, nothing earth-shattering. Um, which that's that's a whole other tangent of of uh, Runner's World, kind of, in my opinion, for whatever that's worth, and probably not much. And people from RW probably don't care, but it's gone down, gone down in quality of late. But uh, the the article. And and the post from Eric really uh, engaged some conversation. Some people, you know, asking about Cadence. What do you think about Cadence? Does it matter? Um, a, a few of us, myself included, were basically like, uh, "Yeah, doesn't matter." Don't ever look at it. I don't ever look at mine. Um, in fact, I don't even think I have a, a watch that measures cadence. Although they probably there's probably some go- you know some uh, Garmin algorithm, one size fits all type of thing that says you know because I put in my height and then it gives me my pace and they can figure estimate what my cadence is. Um, a shot in the dark, nothing else. But uh, I don't have that capability. I know a lot of you do. You have the fancier watches. You have the the things on your shoes, uh, whatever it might be. How many people watch it? Not very many. A couple people said yes, they do. Um, here's, here's the the truth. And I'm going to try to give this to you as objectively as possible, but I will admit that I am. I, I mean, like I said, I don't care about my cadence. I don't care about the cadence of my, my athletes really. Um, every once in a while, depending on if there's some issues, it might be something we look at, but if, if you're doing just fine, staying healthy, not having any issues, making progress. Cadence is one of those data points that People make a big deal about it because it's a data point, but it really doesn't matter. And and here's why: cadence is the number of steps that you take per minute. In, in case you in case you're completely unfamiliar with what cadence is, that's that's all it is. How many steps do you take per minute? How many times does your leg swing forward, contact the ground, swing back behind you per minute? That that's all cadence is. Um, and and the reason that that we measure it, the reason is it's, it's gaining popularity, is that Jack Daniels, I believe, uh, who's kind of one of those those quote unquote legendary slash guru running coaches kind of pioneers and running coach and running science uh, from from back you know 20 30 years ago observed by watching pretty high cl- high caliber you know borderline Olympic level athletes that the the best of those runners averaged averaged 180 strides per minute. so they were they were turning over pretty quick. They were taking a left, right, left, you know, pretty much every second that that was how often their feet were hitting the ground while they were running at a high intensity, while they were, you know, pushing race pace type of thing during races. That's, that's what they were doing 180 strides per minute. And so that, that kind of got translated into that's what we should always strive for. That should be our, our, our goal, our target 180 strides per minute, steps per minute as the ideal cadence, because Jack Daniel said so a while back. Never mind the fact that, hate to burst your bubble, but I don't think there might be one of you, might be two. If there are, let me know. But uh, I don't think that most of us list, most of you listening, certainly not me, recording, not many of us are elite level, Olympic level caliber athletes. And if you've been following along with anything I've been saying over the last two years, three years, four years, we shouldn't be doing all of our runs at that level of intensity. Most of our easy runs should be easy. What a novel concept. And easy doesn't necessarily have to mean slow, but it probably means slower than your, your race pace slower than when you're really pushing it because you're not pushing it. You're keeping it easy. And therefore that's one of the factors that's going to probably cause a decrease in your cadence. You know, when, when I'm, when I'm pushing it, when I'm, when I'm doing a hard workout, I, I'm estimating because I don't keep track of my cadence, but I'm estimating that I'm probably pretty close to that magical 180. But you know, during my run this morning, during most of my easy runs, I'm probably 140, 150. That doesn't mean that anything is going wrong. It just means that I'm running slower. If I wanted to run faster, I'd pick up my cadence, but it would also pick up my heart rate, and I don't want to get my heart rate up too much higher. So slow down. What's the way to do that? Well, one way is to take fewer steps, and that's not a bad thing. It's not a problem. You know, most of the reason, I think, at least uh, a lot of the, the, the push towards everybody should run at, at 180 cadence is to help reduce the risk of injury. And guess what? 180 is not some miracle cure for injury prevention, for solving your injury problems, your running woes. They're not all going to disappear because you get your cadence to 180. The reason that that, you know, that that kind of has taken on a life of its own. Is that what what we're really trying to do, or what, what you know? Some of the the gurus, some of the experts, some of the physiologists are trying to do is tell you to take shorter steps, because the real cause of a lot of, of running injuries, especially um, shin splints, especially stress fractures, are is the high impact nature of running and and sending that force from the foot. Up the chain, so up through your ankle, through your legs, through your knees, potentially through your your femur into your pelvis, even. Uh, and and the way that that happens is that when if you land on a on a leg that's straight out, especially like kind of out angled out in front of you at about you know thirty forty five degrees something like that, where your heel, you know, if you're just standing like I'm standing right now and I'm trying to, to demonstrate this to myself so I can properly explain it, I just extended my my left leg out, locked my knee out straight, picked my toes up off the ground. And press my, you know, with, so that only my heel is touching the ground. That's how that, that would be kind of the definition of overstriding. If you're landing anywhere near that type of, of position with your foot, you know, somewhere between eight and and probably 14 inches out in front of your body with your heel hitting the ground first leg straight, that's a problem. That's overstriding. That's kind of that where that heel striking comes into play, or, or that's where at least heel striking gets a bad name. Because that heel's hitting the ground, that leg is out straight, and all of that force translates through the foot and up the body. Now, that's a problem. Like I said, that's, that's a problem that's typically with overstriding. That's where overstriding gets ramped into to cadence, because if you're doing that at a high level of intensity, if you're doing that anywhere, you're, you're striding too far, which means your cadence is probably lower. So what, what the experts will try to do, what the Runner's World magazines will try to do, what the physiologists try to do, what the coaches, my, my crew is guilty of this as well, We'll try to do is they'll look at your cadence and say, whoa, 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 you need, to, you need to pick up your cadence a bit. You need to get that up closer to 180 because what that is going to do, if you, if you make it a if you make it something that you, you work on, you're going to shorten your stride. That's how you're going to get more steps in per minute. You're going to bump that number up to 180 by taking less of a stride. So now you go from overstriding to landing closer to that foot being underneath you, which is the ideal situation. You know, you want you want your foot to touch down basically underneath or just barely in front of your, of your torso. You want to land underneath you and extend your foot back behind you. That's ideal kind of running physiology. That's kind of ideal running form. And what that does, so now when you do that, when you land with your foot underneath you, you land with your, your ankle flexed a bit more, your knee flexed a little bit, and all of that same force production, instead of shooting straight up your leg because all the bone the bones are bones, are, bones are, locked, are locked out and it just is a, is a great conductor of force, muscles start to fire more the muscles do more of that that force absorption um the, the force gets spread out on your foot when your foot hits um instead of hitting that one point on your heel and shooting things all the way up so if you can do that if you can fork for, focus easy for me to say on landing underneath you instead of overstride and landing with your foot out in front of you that's gonna improve quote unquote improve your cadence but what that's really gonna do is is decrease. Your, your risk of some of those those injuries that are associated with overstriding. So what, what happens a lot is that in my, I think, professional, do, do I count as having a professional opinion? I hope so. In my professional opinion, what happens is that cadence or a low cadence, an abnormally low cadence, has become the scapegoat for overstriding. So instead of saying, hey, I think your stride's too long, because, I mean, you know, measuring that, it's a little bit more difficult, not something that Garmin can just put into put into their watch and, and and put in there, but they can they can throw a cadence in there. They can throw a cadence data point in there that you can watch now and they can charge an extra hundred dollars for the, the higher level watches that have cadence as a data point. They can put that in there and then tell you, hey, you need to get that to one eighty, because that's the was best for you. That's what that's what is gonna lead to your lowest risk of injury and your best chance of, of high performance. Well, not not necessarily. Again, we're, we're we're targeting cadence or scapegoating, maybe making cadence the bad guy, cadence the villain, when really it's overstriding. When really it's taking too biggest steps. So shorten those down. Land with your feet underneath you, which which might feel awkward. And true story, that that's that was my journey to get to here. Um, I I used to be a chronic overstrider, a chronic heel striker, to the point where I could couldn't really run longer than three or four miles without my knees killing me. Shin splints all the time. Just terrible pain in my shins. Um, anytime I would run, like I said, longer than three or four miles, because I was overstriding, because I was heel striking so bad, I had to ice. I had to just wrap my, my whole lower legs in ice. I would finish a race um, and, and, you know, half marathon, marathon. I would immediately walk to the medical tent, get four to six bags of ice, wrap them all over my legs. Um, because I knew if I didn't, I was going to be in big trouble. Now I I haven't iced my legs in, I don't know, probably a year. Uh, I, I can't remember the last time that I put ice on my legs after a run. That includes an ultra marathon. I have no intentions of, of putting ice on my legs after my ultra next weekend. That includes marathons. That includes, you know, marathons that I raced, you know, when I, when I actually pushed it in Tennessee, my legs were a little bit sore after the race, but it was my calves. It was the muscles. And after I sat down for, for a little bit, eh, they, they, they kind of, you know, they were, they were fatigued obviously, but they weren't that bad. My bones, my shins, my knees that used to give me all these huge problems, never a problem. And it wasn't from focusing on my cadence that made it better. It was from focusing on landing underneath my body, shortening my stride. I you know I have talked a lot about you know the the that I'm a I'm a you know four foot striker a midfoot striker that you know kind of I've kind of been guilty of villainizing heel striking guess what if your heel is the first thing that hits the ground but you're landing with your feet underneath you you're fine it probably doesn't matter you know um where, where again where heel striking gets a problem is if you're overstriding, if that foot's coming down out in front of you, the legs locked straight, you're jamming all that force up your body. Uh, that's that's where heel striking is no good. If you want to, if, if you feel like that's what you're doing, if you feel like you're overstriding, and you want to focus on landing more on the balls of your feet, then you can do that. And guess what? You can't overstride if you're focused on landing midfoot to forefoot, because you know physiologically, in order to get that to come down first while you're running, you pretty much have to land with that underneath your underneath your, your body. And that's kind of, again, where maybe we've scapegoated the actual problem of of stride length and turn it into heel strike versus forefoot strike. You know, which is better? What's better is landing underneath your body. So cadence doesn't matter. Heel strike, forefoot strike, midfoot strike, ah, really doesn't matter. Overstriding versus landing with with your feet underneath you, not overstriding, that's what matters. So, you know, you can use your cadence information if you have it to help, Kind of, you know, gauge whether or not maybe you're overstriding. But the better choice, in my opinion, is to just do the old body test. How am I feeling? Do do I feel okay after a run? Do I feel that, like, you know, like my easy run was easy and, and you know, but but oh no, but my my cadence was 140. Did it feel easy? Are you sore afterwards? Can you can you go about your day without any issue? Your cadence was just fine. If if the answer is yes your cadence is just fine. So hopefully that, that answers more questions than it causes. But if it does kind of cause some, some questions or causes you to rethink something and you're not sure, and you have something that, uh, you'd like me to talk further about when it comes to cadence, let me know, reach out, please. I, I, you know, I mean, I, this, this episode came from a conversation in the Facebook group. And because of that conversation, I knew that others might, uh, might be a bit confused or mis misinformed. And so I wanted to address it. But if there's something that's specific to you that you're not aware of, let, me no at Dizruns runs on twitter at Dizruns runs on instagram you can also find me of course uh via email dis at gmail.com and uh maybe there's show notes for this episode i i don't know you will have to check uh, as this goes out there is not show notes i may get to them soon and this may be one of those kind of random episodes that there's not a blog post for Woo woo what uh but if there are it'll be disruns.com slash 673 and you know there'll be some memes and some gifs and things like that in there um but I know that most of you don't check the show notes anyway. So uh, things are a little bit crazy today, uh, or at least as, as trying to get some things ready. And wasn't sure I was going to have time to put in the, uh, the time and effort into finding all those memes and, and gifs and typing and yada, yada, yada. So I'm just shooting this episode out. I will try to circle back and get some show notes in there sooner rather than later, but uh, you know, whatever. If there's not, you can just head to the website, disruns.com and, and leave me, hit me up on the comment form with uh, your questions about cadence and uh, I'll either address you, I'll, I'll address you individually, uh, of course, but if uh, there's enough questions, we'll, we'll do another quick tip or we can, we can do something to, uh, to, to talk about it further if cadence is, is, an, is something that uh, you're still hung up on a little bit because quite frankly, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. So that is it for me today. Thank you guys for listening. Hope this was helpful. Hope this wasn't more, like I said, more confusing than it was, was useful. Uh, but let me know your thoughts. Uh, and, uh, thank you once again to ELH and to Greg for the, the reviews on, on, uh, on iTunes or Apple podcasts or whatever it's called these days. Thank all of you who've done that before. Thank all of you who talk about the show, promote the show. Uh, shout out to, uh, Miss uh, Included me in a blog post uh, recently uh, as, you know, kind of some of the t- her favorite podcasts. It was, I think, myself and Bib Brave and uh, blah, 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 Allie on the Run, who is a past guest of the show. I can't, don't remember the number off hand. And gosh, there's one more. Gir- uh, r- runner. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the fourth one. I forgot. I'm sorry uh, w- w- what it was. Runner Girl Nation or something like that. Um, but uh, thank you. Jen for, uh, for doing that much appreciated. Uh, and anybody else, if you, if you post me somewhere, let me know, tag me, I'll, I'll retweet it. I'll mention it. I'll, I'll give you a shout out. Uh, I appreciate you spreading the word. Uh, so thank you guys for all that you do. Hope you have a great rest of the day and, uh, until next time, please be well, take good care and, uh, we'll talk soon. All right. See you.